The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And a nice win at the old ballpark this afternoon as the Royals move to 76 and 73 after a terrific outing from Danny Duffy once again. We've said that a lot this year as Duffy moves to 12 and 2. And also great at bats all up and down the Royals lineup against Jose Quintana. And it's Davo. Glad you're along for another edition of Your Dish on Clubhouse Conversation, where, of course, the Royals have now won two of three in this now four-game set against the White Sox, thanks to that rainout back in May that will be made up tomorrow afternoon at Kauffman Stadium. be very interesting to see in a 1 o'clock game on a Monday with school back in and, of course, work back in session in a game that wasn't on the schedule. How many fans will actually be out there tomorrow? I'm going to put the over-under at 11,000. I'm saying actual people, and I'll go under. I'm thinking there'll be about eight to 9,000 people with both work and school back in session, the Royals out of the playoff hunt, and a game that wasn't even on the schedule. We'll see, though. It'll be an intriguing matchup. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But first, we begin with this fun game to talk about and your player of the game. And there were a number of candidates, but we go with Kendrys Morales for the ninth time this season, the player of the game here on Clubhouse Conversation, as Kendrys rips his 28th home run of the season. He did that in the sixth inning off of Chris Beck as he now tries to get to that 30 home run plateau just two home runs away can he get there well I hope so he's got 13 more games to do it Kendrys overall three for five with four RBIs in this one the OPS is now up to 796 so he gets that north of 800 and hits 30 home runs you got to think it's really really forcing the Royals hand and kind of uh, making them a little unsure of what to do with Kendrys Morales for 2017 and beyond now, his deal originally that he signed with the Royals, it puts him in a quandary. He's making $8.9 million this year as part of that two-year $17 million deal that he signed with the mutual option that was backloaded so that more of it came in this year. So the Royals do have an $11 million mutual option for next year, which they, of course, will try to pick up. He will not do that. He's not going to take $11 million for one season when he can obviously get much more than that with his qualifying offer. So the Royals will try to accept that. He'll say no. And then they must decide, do they want to offer a qualifying offer at 16.7-ish million, give or take? Should be right around 16.7 million is what it would cost to bring him back for one season. At that point, he can either accept it and you have him back. If you offer it, he can just take it and he's back. So if, you're, if you do that, you better be willing for him to come back because I think there's a pretty decent chance he'll come back for a $16.7 million qualifying offer. I just don't think the there's an I think a lot of teams will look at him struggling the first half of this year and the age getting a little bit older. I don't think a lot of teams are going to be able to give him much more than I, I what would you think? I, I would think the market for him would be about 2 years what if, if he's lucky 26 28. I'm not great with these contracts, but I would think that if you're going to offer him a deal of around 16.7, which is roughly, let's say, 65 to 70% of what he would get in a two year deal, he may just take that and go for one more big payday after next year again. Or does he want the stability in the two or three year contract more in the, you know, 26 to $35 million range? I don't know. But the Royals, of course, if he accepts it, they have him back for one year. If he doesn't and they offer it, they then get a draft pick between the first and second rounds next year for offering the qualifying offer. So it puts them in a quandary. I would have said for certain, even three weeks ago, there's no chance in hell he'd be back. Because you have to think with the way the Royals have this lineup and, and not lineup, but roster constructed. 
you've got three third basemen, right? Next year, you've got Mike Moustakish, you've got Chesler Cuthbert, you've got Hunter Dozier, who's now moonlighting in right field. It looks pretty good. We saw him nearly misplay a ball that was hit right at him coming in before going back and making the catch in the fourth inning today. But anyways, you've got three third basemen. And now we have about 15 outfielders after the Royals keep adding outfielders like Billy Burns. They haven't added that many outfielders. I'm exaggerating. But after, you know, getting Billy Burns, although I guess that canceled out Brett Eibner, so they didn't really add there. Ignore that comment. They didn't really add any outfielders. It just seems like they have like 15 options out there. You've got, you know, the main guys out there. The, the roster is just going to be so interesting this winter. What do you do with Morales? I mean, I think Morales is dictated on what you're going to do with the three third baseman. If you're going to trade one of them, it makes more sense to keep Morales. If you're not... That's a lot of money to be paying a, a full-time DH. And if you're a small market team, and look, look at the money you're already giving to your bullpen next year, assuming you don't make any moves. All this money, I mean, just between Davis, Herrera, and Soria, you're, what, around $30 million for those guys next year? I mean, can the Royals really, and they need to go out and sign a couple more relievers. You know, I would guess one or the other, either Hochaver or Holland is back. You maybe need one more veteran. I mean, you're committing, if you're the Royals, $40-plus million to your bullpen next year. I mean, can they afford to have that you know $60 million tied up between their bullpen and DH when you've got Alex Gordon's contract and Hosmer's going up and Moose is going up and Kennedy and you want to hopefully sign Danny Duffy to a long-term deal this winter and you know maybe sign another starting pitcher free agent-wise or make a move for one. It's going to be an interesting offseason because there's like literally 8 to 10 guys in this team that could or could not be here next year that are mainly under contract. I mean, you got to assume there's a chance Hosmer could get moved. Probably not likely, but a chance going into the last year of his deal. Ditto for Moose. Ditto for Cuthbert. I, I would think Dozier might be expendable on the right deal. That's four guys right there. We heard grumblings. I'm sure the Royals are not going to do this, but the outside chance, you can see Ian Kennedy move. I don't see that happening. A, a decent chance you see one of the either Davis or Herrera moved. With the market for relief pitchers, knowing how much they have tied up in them. Alcides Escobar, I'm assuming the Royals pick up that option. It looks more and more likely, considering Raul Mondes, he's not even playing every day anymore, which would tell you that the Royals don't probably think he's quite ready full-time next year. They may be seeing what they need to see to know that he needs more time in the minor leagues, which he does. Lorenzo Cain, I keep hearing rumblings from the inside, could be moved this winter. See, I mean, you just go up and down this roster, and so many of these guys coming back is dependent upon what the Royals want to do with another guy. Right? I mean, Morales makes sense to bring back if you're going to move one of the third basemen and move Kane. Right? But if you're not, and you're just going to go trade a relief pitcher and try to get a batter a starting pitcher, it makes no sense to keep him. Anyway, my, the point being, it, it would have been a very, very easy decision to not bring back Kendris Morales a few weeks ago. You know, he had the torrid stretch there. was in July, I believe, where he was hitting the cover off the ball for three weeks. But, of course, couldn't hit the water if he fell out of a boat. But he was playing with a, a wrist and hand injury earlier in the season. And now he's seemingly hitting a double or home run every day again and putting up some big numbers this year for the Royals. So it just makes it very interesting what do the Royals do because I know internally they've always kind of wanted to not have a full-time DH. They would like to use DH as a way to give guys half days off. But ever since you know Dayton Moore's been here and Ned Yost has been here, pretty much you've always had one between Billy Butler and Kendris Morales. So do the Royals want to finally do that and be able to give Alex Gordon a day off a week, a half day off at DH and Salvador Perez a half day a week at DH and give either Moose or Cuthbert, whoever's not starting, three or four starts a week at DH? Or do they want to go back with Kendris Morales and pay a lot of money for him? Those are questions that will be answered coming up this winter, but definitely very intriguing. So anyway, sorry to get off on a track there about Morales, but I thought it was very interesting to talk about after this game. He had a huge day, of course, so did Whit Merrifield, who it's nice to see him coming up and getting the lineup pretty much every day again. Huge offensive day for him. Three for five with two RBIs for Witt. 
run scored, had his 18th double. Paulo Orlando, how about him? Nice day. Two for three with a walk and three RBIs. And Alex Gordon, first pitch in the second inning against Jose Quintana, his 16th home run of the season. So Alex overall, of course, having a disappointing season, but nice to see him at least hitting the ball out of the ballpark here in about 402 at-bats now with his 16th home run. So at least he's having a pretty decent home run season. Hopefully Alex can get on base a bit more next year, walk a bit more, and strike out a bit less as he moves into the second year of a deal that will pay him for three more seasons. And I believe Alex will, knowing his work ethic and knowing that he is healthy, feeling good. He'll go home and get a full winter off and be able to rest up. And hopefully we'll see Alex back out next year with the power in addition to getting on base at a better clip, putting the ball in play at a better clip. The Royals... I was impressed today. They walk three times, strike out only twice. That's what we said in 2015 all summer long, last year and the year before. It was like they'd walk twice, strike out three times. Walk four times, strike out four times. And this year, it's pretty much walk twice, strike out seven most nights. But the Royals today walk three times, strike out only twice. Five for 13, Risp and Quintana, who is probably the most underrated pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. Nobody ever hears a peep about him. I don't get it. Continues to throw over 200 innings now again this season. 12-11 and 11 with a 3.26 ERA even after this one, getting shellacked today. The Royals boom him out to the line of four innings, six runs on 10 hits, three walks and a K for Quintana. Now on the other side, pitching-wise for the Royals, Danny Duffy terrific again. Though he never should have come out for that eighth inning. And I said that way before it happened, way before the two guys went on base. After he finished the seventh inning at 94 pitches, knowing that he's, I don't have the number in front of me, I believe he's now 40 innings over his career high in innings and a huge jump, obviously, over last year. You have to think to yourself, is it time to watch him a little bit here, his last couple starts of the season? I would argue yes. I would not be opposed to having him make one more start and even skipping his final start of the year. However, the other side of that is you want him prepared, I realize, to throw well over 200 innings next year as you move towards the playoffs and hopefully the World Series. So I understand both sides, you know, but there's the old adage of not adding more than 25% more innings per season after the previous one, which obviously he's now over. It just, I don't know. Interesting thought. I would not be opposed to Danny throwing one more start and getting him out, maybe giving a guy like Alec Mills or somebody else his final start of the year. Will that happen? No. I think the Royals are going to throw him out there the final two. But the point being, I didn't like him coming out for the eighth, especially in this one with 94 pitches. You've got a, what, you know, a huge lead out there. Do you really need to bring Danny Duffy back out when you're ahead 8-2, up six in the eighth inning when he's at 94 pitches? Probably not. But anyway, seven-plus innings, two guys get on base, one of them scores eventually. Duffy's final line, seven-plus, three runs on eight hits. 8Ks and 2 walks. He's 12-2 and two with a 3.18, having a fantastic year. Kevin McCarthy does a nice job coming in. Does allow one run to score on a hit. So, but technically, a scroll is sitting for him with a K. How about that Milky Cabrera line-out to Kevin McCarthy, by the way? <laughs> I mean, Kevin McCarthy caught the ball. The, the ball played him. Obviously, he had about two-tenths of a second to react. Threw his glove up and caught it. Literally fell backwards from the momentum of the ball. Turned around, threw the ball to center field, sprinted to third base to back it up. No advancement. It was since nothing happened to McCarthy, since he wasn't hurt. It was, you know, comedic. And, you know, seeing a guy be like, oh, God, oh, throw. You know, here's the how I saw it. The ball's hit. Oh, crap. Oh, 
So it's, oh, no, throws the ball to Sturfield, runs behind third base. It was like in the span of one second, he caught the ball, got knocked backwards two steps, threw the ball to Sturfield, and was already on his way to third in the span of a second. Kind of humorous, but a nice job by McCarthy coming in in relief, and I'm so glad to see him up here added to the 40. Very, uh, very surprised by that move, as was most people in the organization. McCarthy, a kid who deserves it, though, and a guy we talked to a couple of seasons back here on clubhouseconversation.com, so make sure you check out that interview. Peter Moylan, two hits in the ninth, gets a double play to end things, a scoreless frame, and it's a Royals victory. By the way, Chen Ming Wang, if you didn't hear, was officially DFA'd, sent out, so his days as a Royal are done. No surprise there with some of these influx of arms that will be ready next year for garbage time. We're seeing a number of them in, in the pen right now and some other guys that could be coming up next year as well. So no surprise there on him being shipped out. Raymond Fuentes recently being shipped out. Royal starting to create some room on the 40 for guys that need to protect this winter and guys they want to see on the big league roster like Hunter Dozier, Kevin McCarthy. And there's a good three to five more guys they're going to need to find space for coming up this winter. But that's a different talk for a different day. Now, tomorrow, it's the makeup game from back in May. When the Royals and White Sox rained out, it's Carlos Rodon, the lefty, against Jordano Ventura. Rodon, 7-9, a 4-0-4. Ventura, 10-11, 4-4-2. Not going to spend too much time on these two. You know them both pretty well. Rodon has won five of his last six starts. A tidy 2.77 ERA. Was lit up like a Christmas tree, though. Last time against Cleveland, five innings, six runs on nine hits. Faced the Royals a start before that, if you remember. Won that game with six innings of one-run ball. Ventura, on the other hand, the last couple of starts have been very shaky after a terrific run for the previous dozen or so. Ventura is just four and a third his last time out. Five runs on seven hits with four walks against Oakland. Time before that, the Sox roughed him up as well with four runs, ten hits, and seven innings. Still, though, it's a 3.73 ERA does Ventura the last seven times through, but the walks continue to be a problem with 18 in the last 41 innings. So Ventura, the keys, as always for him, number one, repeating his mechanics and getting his control on track. Number two, keeping his head in the game and staying cool with adversity. So, of course, those are the two things. We'll see what happens coming up tomorrow. Appreciate you listening on Clubhouse Conversation. We'll be back on Tuesday. Have a great night and go Royals.